Um, okay, guys, if you could, if uh, you could please open up your wrestling Bibles to um, Steve Austin, Chapter 3, uh, Verse 16. Um, and, yeah, it says it right here. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. What? <laughs> and then Gary says, shots fired. I am loving this already. Gary shots fired <laughs> in the private chat. Uh, the Heffy 316 says, Devlin is just going to whoop Escobar's ass. <laughs> the ongoing potential fight that is upcoming between <laughs> NXT correspondent John Smith and NXT correspondent Jerry Mahaffey. This is going to be absolutely great. This is what WrestleMania season brings out in all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 45. I guess uh, we're out of uh, WrestleMania numbers. I guess we just got to do obscure sports athletes, right? So I guess this is our Pedro Martinez episode. Is that, does that fly with everybody? Michael Jordan, Michael on, Jordan. The, on, on the Wizards, right? He was on Jordan. Yeah, that's right. He didn't want to pull down the 23 from the Raptors, so he wanted uh, – actually, that was the year they didn't make the championship. He pulled down. He wore number 45 was his baseball number. Uh, we have an absolutely great show today. It is Austin 316 day. There was a lot of stuff on social media. The the wrestlers actually uh, quoting uh, the entire King of the Ring uh, promo that Austin, sh uh, Austin shot after he won the 1997 King of the Ring, where that line he kind of just threw out there. And holy crap, was it, it has been ever legendary ever since. Uh, not to be outdone, I do believe Owen 316 stands for I just broke your neck. Uh, I don't think that one was as famous because he actually did do that to Austin. But, hey, you know, shout out to Owen. If I'm going to shout out Owen Hart whenever I can, um, I will do it. Joining us, uh, as always, we got a, a magnificent duo, a dynamic duo, uh, podcast tag team of the year. Might as well throw that in the bottom part of our stream. Uh, we have our first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are things? Not bad. Not bad. I was afraid you forgot. You know, you were you were gone for a week. I was afraid you forgot my name there for a second, but yeah, but good to have you back, buddy. I'm I'm glad to be back. You know, sometimes I got I got I get taken off onto assignment. Uh, John Smith knows this. I'm every time I'm on assignment, uh, he's usually the first stop on my tour. Uh, so, John Smith, how are things? Uh, I've been seeing you quite frequently lately, and uh, I'm enjoying every second of it. We get to watch uh, some wrestling, some Raw, some NXT, some AEW, so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, good times. And as far as Mahefi316 saying uh, Devlin just whooped Escobar's ass, well, you know what? Smitty420 says that Escobar is going to smoke Devlin's ass. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, we got to make sure. I don't know if we have a show lined up for April 20th, but I guess that's going to be RVD Day um, amongst other uh, professional wrestlers. Uh, I believe Rascal's Day it might be. I don't know. Uh, on today's episode, MJF, uh, he's the leader of the faction he set out to be a part of, but it's not the inner circle. So, all right, all right this, that's going to be fun. Three title matches and two huge announcements last week on NXT. 
And we're going to dive into every single bit of it. Uh, NXT was absolutely incredible last week. Uh, as you know, Gary Mahefi, he's backstage. He's waiting uh, across the pond. He's going to uh, discuss uh, – I'm going to discuss with him the first ever mixed tag team match in NXT UK history. Uh, plus, like I said, uh, Jordan Devlin's coming. He's not even coming. He's here. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for the first time in a very long time, Brian Joy is actually on vacation. He actually just chimed in uh, from minutes to bell time. Have a great show, guys. Ryan, we miss you. Enjoy your time off. But uh, substituting in for Ryan will be his cousin Travis Severance, and I'm going to be sitting with him. Now, the thing is, the rumor going around is that uh, because Travis and I – We've never been on screen at the same time in the same place, right? We've not, not on the Daily Wrestling News show, not on the EWP, not nothing. So there's rumors going around that it's uh, Travis and I are the same person, just like The Undertaker is Orange Cassidy. Uh, so I might be having a conversation with myself. But uh, <laughs> Travis will be here. He's going to discuss uh, everything with the New Japan Tournament. That's actually breaking down the finals of this weekend. He'll go over that with us. Uh, we're five weeks away, so I'm going to reveal number five on my uh, top 30 favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. This match actually came up last week on the Daily Wrestling News show in a trivia question. Uh, so this was just recently mentioned, and I'm excited to bring it up. Like I said, top five. I absolutely love this match. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the show. We are finally uh, going to announce the winner of the Jim the Anvil Neidhart autograph picture uh, it's been quite some time, but we're at 200 subscribers. We're ready to give this thing away. This thing's been ready for weeks now. We can't wait to declare our winner. Um, make sure uh, we're going to make our picks for the, the week with the upcoming matches. Uh, the, the, the graphics and the statistics uh, usually sponsored by minutes to bell time. But like I said, Ryan's on vacation. Uh, so I kind of half-assed uh, the graphics we're going to use this week. Uh, there is going to be a Minutes to Bell Time logo on it. I am not exactly sure that Ryan is going to want to be a part of these because they do his graphics absolutely no justice. But whatever, we'll give Minutes to Bell Time the shout-out. And, of course, we're going to make our picks um, for Fastlane. We're going to main event the show with that, with Fastlane, uh, and make our picks, which is always sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, I can't stress this enough. She'll like it too. <laughs> uh, like I said, we're going to main event the show with our picks for Fastlane, but we are going to curtain jerk the show uh, with an absolutely amazing uh, Impact Plus special uh, from this past Saturday night of Sacrifice. Um, once again, it's just Impact has just been on point with their pay-per-views their pay-per-view specials even their weekly show it's been absolutely incredible and john DeCani, for the first time in impact history history we had a unified world champion yes i mean granted we had no reason to have one before <laughs> before, before moose found his way into the prop cabinet and stole the old tnt title and reactivated it but yes we now have a unified champion it was Rich Swan versus Moose uh, to unify the titles. And these two, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Moose. I've said it multiple times, but he is incredibly athletic. And I had him winning this match. And he and Rich Swan just tore the place up for, you know, 20 plus minutes. Uh, Moose at one point, 
attempted his lights out spear three times in a row, missing each time in a corner. And the third one, he met with a steel chair that had been placed earlier. And uh, eventually he would, uh, they'd scrap a little bit more. He would try for a fourth uh, attempt at the lights out spear. And Rich just kind of jumped and rolled over his back. Uh, he hit something of a cruise, not quite a crucifix bomb, kind of a crucifix roll up, flipped through and bridged into the pin. Uh, and Rich Swan got the one, two, three and unified the title. And on his horizon, there is but one letter. It is a Greek letter. It is the letter Omega. Yeah, they announced last week at the end of their show that the match would be uh, between Swan and Moose, a uh, title unification match. And then the winner got Kenny Omega at Rebellion. So um, I was with you guys. I was with Moose all about this. And then I heard the announcement. I'm like, wait a second here. <laughs> Hold on. We're not doing Omega and Moose. That's just not going to happen. So, all right. So, um, absolutely great. And like I said, the first unified champion uh, in TNA slash Impact history. But also, there was another first uh, in that match, or I guess after that, that was the first time ever Rich Swan did not get jumped post-match after a title defense. So, <laughs> congratulations to Rich Swan. You made it through it, buddy. Great job. Uh, John Smith, uh, that wasn't the only title match. Uh, Jersey did its thing, uh, as a whole, as a collective unit. We're going to start with a new X Division champion. Yeah, I'm, unbelievable match. I mean, I don't think I could do it any justice by telling you about their, all the maneuvers that went on here, but, uh, you know, the... We all thought Austin was going to win because we all figured it was his time. I don't think any of us would have been really that surprised if TJP won it, though. You know, the, you know he surprised us in the past. So, you know, it was it was nice to see Austin pull it off, and it was nice to see him pull it off without having any help from Madman Fulton, too. Yeah, it was, like I said, that could have gone either way. Anything with the X Division, specifically those two. And apparently, I guess they had a feud – uh, they were saying on air that I guess it was almost like TJP was the Achilles heel uh, of Ace Austin. He just, just could never beat him. I guess uh, TJP ended an undefeated streak at the beginning of Austin's career. Uh, so it was good. So that was that was one for Jersey right there. And continuing right along, Deanna Perrazzo, she retained uh, the Knockouts Championship. She defeated ODB uh, with the Vero de Milo. And then Fire and Flava, uh, Tasha Steeles from Newark. She represents Jersey's Proud. They uh, retained the Tag Team Championship as they defeated Jordan Grace and Jazz after a crucifix bomb by Tasha, which was followed by a roll of dice by Kiara on Jordan Grace. Jazz didn't even take the pinfall here, John DeCani. I You okay with this? Like, I was a little, a little shocked by that. I, I'm, I have an idea in the back of my head where Jordan's headed next. I wouldn't be surprised to be wrong, but if it works out the way I'm thinking, ooh. Okay, okay. Well, to be continued with that, maybe a little rebel, uh, rebellion. We got about eight weeks to rebellion. We, we have over a month here, so yeah, there's about a month and a half. But John DeCani, uh, the one match, uh, it was actually kind of fun. Uh, between the four of us, us three and Ryan, we each uh, pretty much had a, a bunch of locks. Uh, but then we each picked one match different from the other three. Uh, John DeCani, we were all on Brian Myers here. Yeah, yeah. I I just I, – and you know what? Even though I got the pick right, what I thought was going to happen in the match was wrong. You know, I, I figured, you know, Eddie would get the win, and 
then maybe Brian Myers would uh, attack him afterwards, bringing Cardona down. And I thought the whole thing was meant to set up Myers versus Cardona. But uh, really, you just had you had Eddie and Myers go at it. You had Hernandez try to get involved early on. Uh, uh, Cardona came down and squashed that and ran him off and then wasn't part of the rest of the match. Uh, you had Eddie hit a, a, pack back, a backpack stunner from the apron to the floor through a table. And uh, when, when they got back in the ring, uh, Myers figured, you know, at this point, uh, all bets are off. He tried to load up the uh, the elbow uh, pad like he did the week before and got uh, disqualified for. Uh, Eddie took it away from him, loaded up the knee pad, and Eddie was able to hit the Boston knee party for the win. Uh, they got you know they got 16 plus minutes out of this match. It was it was good. It was back and forth. It was a little extreme on the floor. It was a little technical in the ring, uh, and afterwards, not much of an aftermath, which is where I thought this match would get the most exciting. It was not to be. Yeah, this was like the, the main event of the non-title matches. So they, they started the show with the four non-title matches and then ended with the, with the five. So like this was, yeah, they, they gave it his proper due. Uh, yeah, those two, Brian Myers, like I said, you give him the time. You give any wrestler the time. You know, they can they can do their thing. They're, he is called the most professional wrestler for a reason. Uh, yeah, that loaded slug with the Boston E part. I believe it was a slug, right? Isn't that the, the, the cool badass version of uh, whatever – International object, right? You can't say foreign object. International object, that was. <laughs> uh, there was a tag team match uh, before that. John Smith, uh, Chris Saban, and James Storm went up against Violent by Design. And holy crap, if there was one wrestler in the history of this sport that is Violent by Design, they got him. Oh, wow. Did they ever, man. Ugh. The, I mean, the match started off normal heel versus face tag team stuff. Eric Young was the odd man out in Violent by Design. He was the one on the outside of the ring just making his presence felt. But then once the ref got knocked out, he came in and, you know, unevened the odds. But then here comes the man beast, Rhino, to save the day. Clears the heels out of the ring, bounces off the ropes, and spears the living hell out of Chris Saban. Or was it James Storm? I don't remember. I it, was it, doesn't no, yeah. it was Saban, yeah. And now we have the biggest piece of Violent by Design, I'm assuming. Rhino is part of the group now, and I am. I could not be more pleased. Yeah, and I guess, uh, the, I guess where they put – like where this lies right now – I guess Heath is going to be out very long term because I believe they're still owed a title match, <laughs> some shit, you know, from from Slam Anniversary back in the summer, right? Like this is not getting used here. Uh, but yeah, I guess when Heath comes back, there's a ready-made feud. He's like, Rhino, what are you doing? These are guys that just beat us up, you know, you know, a couple months ago. Now you're going to join us, so yeah, that'd be nice. In <laughs> um, another tag team action, uh, Decay defeated Reno Scum after Black Taurus hit, uh, I guess it's Taurus Driver on Adam Thorstow. Um, on BTI, uh, which you know, stands for uh, Being the Elite, um, on tonight at 7 o'clock, they're doing this again. So it's going to be Decay versus Reno Scum now. Is this going to be a new match, or is this going to be a re-aired uh, re match from uh, 
sacrifice status is, is yet to be determined. So I guess I know John DeCon, you had uh, BTI on the stream on the side to keep us updated if anything happens. Uh, so we'll look at that. And then uh, in, I guess, I guess somewhat mixed tag team match, Tennille and Caleb with a K. Uh, they defeated Havoc and Nevaeh. Shout out to Ryan Joy. This was his odd pick. And he got that right. Uh, so Tennille got the spotlight kick. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Caleb reversed uh, the pin. I guess uh, Tennille was getting pinned, and then Caleb flipped it behind the ref's back. Uh, got the pin on Nevaeh. So, uh, you know, the hard luck trials of Havoc and Nevaeh are continuing. Uh, uh, we actually the the Impact Tag Team Championship that will be discussed. That is, uh, we're gonna bring in Travis uh, Severance uh, within five minutes. Now, uh, he will discuss that, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. But here are the standings. Um, like I said, a lot. We all went pretty much six and three. Uh, Rich Swan was the uh, the difference here between why I got the points and you guys didn't. That was a ten point match. There was two titles on the line, uh, five points each. So when you unify them, you get everything. So. Um, I got Rich Swan. I flip flopped, even though I wasn't on there. But I would it will admit I I had Moose, and I would have went on air last week saying Moose um, if the stipulations didn't change that night. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, so uh, going into tonight, speaking of Tennille, and uh, I guess she got into it. The uh, little uh, quick segment of Swingers Palace here, Daddy. That was. You know what? They don't normally do backstage stuff on the Impact shows, but you know what? Do Swingers Palace. That's not going to disappoint. So uh, I guess Alicia and Tennille got into it. So they both went and run into Scott Demore, uh for a match against each other, which they kind of half got. Uh, but this, he signed a, uh, a match with 10 other women as well. So it's going to be a real Impact ripping off AEW. Uh, six on six. Uh, knockout tag team match, a 12-woman knockout match, and here are those graphics I was explaining the garbage of them. <laughs> I can't, I have stick figures, that's all I got. So on one team, you got Alicia Edwards, she's going to be with Havoc and Nevaeh, ODB with Jordan Grace and Jazz, and uh, they're going to be going against oh, Jersey Strong right there, Deanna Perrazzo, along with Tasha Steeles and Kier Hogan, Fire Flavor, with Tennille Dashwood, uh, Kimberly, and Susan, so uh, John, uh, John the excuse me, I think you laughed the hardest at this, so I'll give you, uh, I think you're still laughing <laughs> right now. Uh, who do you got in this one? When you said that you half-assed the graphics in pre-production, I almost said, you know, as long as you didn't just draw stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Give, give me the heels in this one, Deanna, at all. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm not going against Jersey either. Uh, John Smith, who do you got on it? Do you need the graphic in the scene or? Uh, give, give me the faces. <laughs> okay, you're gonna go Jordan Jazz and ODB. All right. Yeah. Um, a match announced on Twitter. Uh, uh, Shira Mahali Mahali Bala Shira. I, I think they're getting rid of his first name for this exact reason. Why? I think nobody can pronounce it. But it's gonna be Shira against Rohit Raju. Uh, they were friends for about five minutes. Uh, on Twitter. Rohit Raju's put nothing personal, but a lesson needs to be learned. So here we go. We got Shira and Rohit Raju going at it tonight. John Smith. I got to go with Shira here. All right, John DeCani. Shira seems so obvious. It makes me think Rohit's got something else up his sleeve. So there's no points on the line. What the hell? Give me Rohit. I'm going Rohit Raju, too. If he's going to say that there's a lesson to be learned here, he's going to make sure that lesson is loud and clear. 
And uh, yeah, he's gonna try to sneak one in here. And then a match that uh, it wasn't at uh, sacrifice. So we all like, okay, well, this is building up the rebellion, building up the rebellion. But they're actually throwing it at us tonight for whatever reason. Uh, I guess maybe it's just the first step of it. This is, maybe has Schmaz written all over it. But the issue between Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan, I don't think maybe it's not going to come to a head tonight. But uh, they're going to get at it. You can only assume it's going to lead to eventually the rebellion in some type of uh, notice qualification S with, you know, maybe, you know, old school rules, I guess is what they like to call it in Impact. Uh, John DeConi. Uh Yeah, I don't know that we'll even get a finish for this one, but uh, give me Trey. No, then maybe he'll he'll get the victory here. He'll think he puts Sammy in his rear view, and then Sammy will do something god awful to him along the way that'll uh, bring us back around. All right, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's a straight up wrestling match. I mean, I know Sammy Callahan is a former Impact uh, champion here, so like, I don't want to say he's uh, you know Trey's a better wrestler, but I feel like Trey is the better wrestler, even though Sammy has that accolade, John Smith. Yeah, I'm thinking along the same lines as Mr. DeConi here. I think maybe Sammy Callahan might just turn around and beat the crap out of out of him the second he loses the match. You know, he might just freak out, and now, now it's a blood feud. Now, now he's pissed, and, and Trey isn't the only one who's pissed now. Yeah, um, like I said, Ken Shamrock. I don't know Ken Shamrock. You know, in the midst of him getting his, I think it was a seventh suspension uh, in the past year and a half. Uh, he did actually uh, throw down Sammy Callahan as well, so I don't even know if Shamrock's in good graces with Sammy, or maybe Sammy likes that kind of thing with, uh, with Ken. But uh, maybe Ken Shamrock maybe uh, comes back in and all this. But Okay, gentlemen, we will uh, bid you adieu for a quick bit. Uh, we are going to continue uh, this sacrifice conversation with uh, – here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the big reveal. Is it going to be me? Is it going to be – it is. Oh, my God, we are two different people, Travis. Oh, my God. The rumors Surprise. are not true. I know. We had a whole Clark Kent Superman thing going on, but nope, nope. We are two individual humans. That's it, and that's it. And I, uh, First of all, thank you for subbing in. I know your cousin, Ryan, um, much-needed vacation. You know, the, oh, guy, yeah. the guy works his, his you-know-what off uh, for the website, for his podcast, for this podcast, when oh, yeah. my uh, bum ass can't show up. Uh, so let Ryan have his due. He's off uh, vacationing with his beautiful bride, and we wish him all the fun in the world. Uh, but we're going to get you, Travis. We have the uh, – oh, I'm sorry. What is it? The something of the salesman of, of fun. fun, right? That's the nickname. That's, That's correct. The yeah, fun. exactly. And you have your guys, your New Japan guys. Uh, they walked right into Impact, yoinked, and snuck some titles. So we got former New Japan guys with the Good Brothers. Um and yeah, you know, what's interesting about this is Ryan and I had discussed and I said, you know, it's it's too bad that Juice Robinson and David Finley had to go back to be part of the cup because it's now it's not even like there's a chance. It's, this is predetermined. They're obviously going to lose the belts because they got no way to really defend them. What's going on? Mm -hmm. So, gosh, I mean, this was the best Good Brothers match we've seen since Good Brothers have come to impact without a doubt. There's no doubt about it. Gallows started out super, super strong. Um, I know it's going to break your streak, but we've got uh, Juice Robinson representing Gardner, Illinois, and we've got oh. David Finley representing Bremen, Germany. So yeah. no New Jersey there, but yeah, we got and New Jersey. 
Rich Wan from Baltimore. He's, he's closer than I got those kind of, yeah, you get in the he interstate and you're right there. Um, but a heck of a match. Um, you know, back and forth. With Gallows starting out, usually Anderson starts out and then we go to the hot tag and it's Gallows that comes in. The big guy kind of goes, but they flipped it on this one and, and, and the match had a really good flow to it. You could tell um, these are guys that are familiar with that style of wrestling that, that enjoyed being in the ring together and stuff like that. And, you know, a nice homage to LOD at the end for Finjuice to finish it off with the, with the doomsday device, yeah. um, to go into the pin. And, and I was shocked. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It's the, you know, it's the first kind of co-branded where the, where we've got this co-mingling that's happening again. It's not the first time it's ever happened, but it's the first time like recently that we've seen somebody from another promotion come in and take a legit belt during this whole, you know, dance that we're doing with all the different shows. So mm-hmm. um, hats off to them. This, this should be interesting. We've got a, you know, a match for them coming up uh, tonight as well. So um, yeah, they they got triple XL. There they are. The triple XL looks a little slim in that picture, but uh, that is them. Yeah, I mean uh, maybe that's title, triple. So uh, that, that could be triple XL after the match. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's the before. Um, and those graphics are great. I think I'm I am gonna have to talk to Ryan, and maybe he's gonna have to step up his game because I'm telling you, the production value of those things. I like the little trademark number at the bottom of the foot too, so that we're giving the credit to the artist that did this thing. It's it's a lot of pressure for next week. Yeah, for sure. I don't I don't want to put I draw wrestlers out of business here though. I don't no, it's good. <laughs> It's a hell of a run at them. The font looks great. The proportions are good. I like that it's, you know, it's it's a non-gendered wrestler. It can be used for anything. So these graphics are coming in fire tonight. That's it. That's it. So uh, any any reason why Finn Juice shouldn't win tonight? I don't know. I mean, maybe the good brothers come out and they beat him up during that. They would still win by disqualification, right? I, mean, I guess the roof on the arena could collapse. But uh, barring yeah, that, I, mean, I don't I don't see a reason why you'd see them get beat well, up. Well, the camera does shake when Triple X walks down the aisle. So the fact that you know the, the ceiling could collapse that's that's not too far fetched, unfortunately. So yeah, those are those are some big fellas. But yeah, I don't yep. I don't see anything happening here, barring you know maybe some weird DQ, like you said, with the good brothers coming back with a vent or something but yeah the, i don't think the good brothers are gonna be done with them no nope. uh but staying in your neck of the woods right here uh the new japan cup uh you said we're down to the final six uh yeah my finals on one side the quarterfinals on the other uh with everything coming to a head on sunday yeah exactly so we're with the left side of the bracket semis we've got evil versus shingo takage takage is a bit of a cinderella story he knocked out okada in the first round that was a big surprise it busted a bunch of brackets um and then uh yeah exactly i I, most of us had okada um it was a rough one but after that happened i had said takage could actually go forward and win the whole thing he was a great never Mm -hmm. open champion and stuff so um this is Evil Takage. That'll be a hell of a match. And then on the right-hand side, we've narrowed it down to Will Ospreay versus Sonata. Those two have wrestled in New Japan 38 times, and they've only gotten one singles match against each other. Will Ospreay's got a win over him in the G1 Climax in, in 19. Other than that, this will be the second singles match they've ever had together. Now, Jay White and David Finley, oddly enough, are on the other side of that bracket on the bottom. They've wrestled each other 93 times. Oh, wow. So they've got a lot of history with each other. Last singles match, Jay White beat David Finley for the IWP, IWGP US title, which is the one that Moxley's carrying around. And oh. 
Strangely enough, Jay White on the following show at ROH beat Punishment Martinez to retain that title or Damian Priest at ROH. So mm-hmm. um, Jay's 14-1 and one in singles matches against David Finley. He's only lost to him one time, and that was in 2015. So um, I'm wow. liking Jay to come out of this one. Um, Osprey and Sonata is a bit of a coin toss. It's probably Osprey. I've got Osprey picked. And then you've got Osprey White, and you've got Evil versus Takagi. I, I think I have Sonata on and White on my side on that side of the bracket, so I'm still a little bit alive. The one side died to me. I, when you have Naito and Okada in, in the finals and they're both out in the first round, your bracket tends to die. The other side, I'm not doing so bad in. So it'd be interesting to see how these uh, uh these standings pan out uh, once Ryan returns uh, this weekend. So the uh, left side was definitely filled with spoilers. We had a bunch of Yano wins that were. He's unpredictable all the time. We had Naito leaving early, which I know was a pick of yours, and Okada yeah. leaving early. So that left side of the bracket was craziness. The right side was a little bit chalkier. Um, and and I'll, I'm hoping for Sonata. I've picked Osprey, but I think I'm in the running. And if Osprey wins the whole thing, I lose. And if Jay White wins the whole thing, I win. So I'm going to cheer for Sonata with you. Yeah. Well, Sonata went. Through, it was uh, he was in the semifinal or the final. Right? It was Evil and Sonata was in the final of last year's over the summer. Correct. Yep, that's exactly it. So Sonata, Sonata Osprey, the, the these matches are going to be great. Um, we'll, we'll see, and it all it all ends up tying up for a shot at the title at, at Genesis April fourth, uh, Sakura Genesis. So that should be a good one. All right, so Travis, we appreciate you keeping everybody up to date on that. Uh, we are going to bring back in. Uh, let's see. I think I have to do John Smith first. There's John Smith's open chair, and there's John DeConi. I guess John Smith was, uh, he's out getting some groceries as we speak. <laughs> okay, there's the four-way. So we're going to uh, switch it to AEW right now. Let me get the two. Uh, Boom. Okay, so now, Travis, uh, I was watching the show last week, uh, our show, the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Um, all of you guys, uh, no, it's not going to happen. No, they're going to delay it. Man, were you guys wrong? No, I completely agreed with you, so I was wrong too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there was uh, a little bit of dissension in a circle. We thought that you know Jericho was the one that's gone, but your guy. Yeah, it was the obvious call, right? We were gonna go, you know, Max is gonna take this thing over. Sammy comes out with the footish. We've got all kinds of stuff that's going on. We think, oh, and now Jericho's pulled the rugs out. I'm like, oh, man, great job by writers. Good job by the story and creative. They swerved us. We got us. And then the lights went out. And, man, you know what? Me second-guessing or questioning the mind of Max, even just for those few seconds, thinking Jericho had him. And then Mm -hmm. they come back on. We got Max's new faction. With a bunch of killers in there, we've got FTR, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, Wardlow. They just come in and destroy Inner Circle. Um, I don't know what they're going to call themselves, but I don't think it matters. There's a, just a ton of beaters in there. Um, Sean Spears, yeah. this could be a new a new lease on life for him. Um, I like the faction a little bit better from a size standpoint and kind of packaged together. Wardlow with Hager always felt a little weird to me. You like to have the big Barry Windham, you know, the big enforcer guy. And it's nice that he's kind of the big guy in there. Um, And you got a whole bunch of stuff you can do with tag things. And I don't know what they're going to do for talking because you got Tully and you got Max. So we'll see. But what a what a great surprise. What I kind of appreciated in the beginning of that segment when Max is like, well, you know, I talked to Hager, I talked to Santos, 
I'm sorry, Jericho, you're out. And then it was the tooth, my favorite raw moment of all time, the ECW Turner. Feel this moment for the rest of your life. I was like, this is going to be the turnaround. Yeah. And when Rob Van Dam debuted, that was the same. So that was a nice uh, callback to the, the, the June of 2001, I believe. Or maybe it was May. Uh, the ECW uh, rebrand, the reborn, boom. Uh, and, and then speaking of being reborn, here we go. We got John Smith back. John, we missed you there for a second, pal. I didn't. I didn't think the uh, Japan segment would be so short. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's a good thing you're here because you're up next. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, take shots at AEW. They're they're not worried about their own guys. They want to do other companies. They're bringing it all that But the TNT title did did, did everything justice. You got two guys. That was AEW. Darby Allen is, I know, Scorpio Sky, you know, Ring of Honor. He's traveled New Japan. But he's an AEW guy. He was there since day one, day one guy. And then an absolutely spectacular TNT championship match. Yeah, Scorpio Sky has been uh, has had a, a lot of opportunities to get himself an opportunity at the title, uh, at either title, and hasn't mm -hmm. succeeded until now. And then, uh, you know, he won that ladder match. And he put on a nice match with Darby. I mean, you can't really... Uh, Say anything bad about it. It's just you. I wish there was more build up to it. I wish we we had more, um, more you know background to Scorpio Sky's heel character. I mean, he was on the commentating the the, the week prior, but other than that, it's it's it was kind of new to us. So I felt like why why are they doing this so soon? I they should have done it. Waited a couple weeks, but I mean, either way, the match was great. I just would have liked to have seen him come out with the win. I don't think they're done. I, th I think this was maybe just like step one of the process, I guess, as uh, Jeff Johnson would say in Canada. Uh, it sounds like Scorpio Sky is – I don't think he's done with this. Uh, I could be wrong, though, John. I think – It could be – they could keep going. I, I'd like to see them yeah. keep going. Yeah. Maybe put it on top of a ladder. It'd be fun to see those two in a ladder match. Um, also – uh, prepping for the future uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match. They had a one-on-one. -on -one. Ray Phoenix defeated Matt Jackson, which looked like a Rikishi driver, if I remember correctly. Was that a Rikishi driver, John McConaughey? You're kind of laughing. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was taking a stab at naming it myself. It also kind of reminded me of the greetings from Asbury Park. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, and, no, but because it was bad right there. I need to, because it was done by a luchador. Because it was done by a luchador in my notes, I named it the greetings from Asbury La Parca. So <laughs> very well done. Very well done. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes defeated uh, in action uh, in very quick time with a figure four lead lock. Then here comes uh, Penta. He came out post match saying he's going to hurt Cody's arm so bad that he won't be able to hold his newborn baby when the time comes. And then. That is how a fight starts, and they are going to go at it uh, tomorrow night. It's going to be Cody and Penta L Zero and John Smith. Uh, your best friends going up here. I know. I'm going to have to watch this Cody match. I'm very upset about it, but uh, I, I think Cody's going to win it when all said and done. So, yeah, unfortunately, right, Travis. I like Penta too much. Um... I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Cody before this paternity, inevitable paternity thing. Um, the thing that I like the most about the new MJF faction is just the sheer amount of baggage that comes along with that. That's a whole team of Cody hate, right? You got Sean Spears from the early chair shot. 
You got MJF, his ex-best friend. You got FTR that has history with them too in the Bucks. So it's like they're EVP killers is what that faction is. Somebody's going to get to to Cody. So I think there's maybe a chance that in this Penta match we see Trinidad come out maybe because I'd love to see Zelina Vega managing the death triangle who aren't the best talkers necessarily although the promo was pretty cool with the spanish announce guy kind of giving it with the same fire that penta did that was great but i'd rather see um thea trinidad running that faction i think that would be super neat and i know her her uh non-competes up so we may get a chance to see her this week john the connie okay uh yeah i, I Give me Penta here. Uh, you know, if, if this is an extended feud, I'm sure Cody wins it overall. But uh, give me Penta in the first go round. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm not going to bet against Penta this entire time. I'm not going to root against him. So if I lose points, it'll still be it. Um, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy—they want one more match with Miro and Sabian. Um, I guess in a lumber game match, they want video games lined up outside the uh, the ring. So it's a lumber game match. I'm assuming. Um, and then Chuck Taylor went as far as to say, if you guys win, I'll give you one. I will be your servant forever, not just the month that they had. He's going to do it forever. So that's, that's pretty bold right there. They really want that. Um, Lance Archer interrupted uh, Sting's praise of Darby Allen. Uh, that was pretty quick and painless. So that was done and done. But John DeConi, um, no heart, all ego, I believe is what you like to call him. Ethan Page, who lost his heart to the karate man the last time we saw him. On Impact Wrestling, he had his debut singles competition match last week. Yeah, and this this started with a backstage segment where uh, QT Marshall was being interviewed, and uh, he was asked about kind of leaving uh, Dustin high and dry in the uh, the tag team disaster match. Uh, and he, uh, let's let's not talk about that uh, tonight's all about Lee Johnson. And so we start a match between uh, Lee Johnson and Ethan Page, and uh, Lee Johnson did not. You know, this was no squash match. This was a this was a good back and forth. Uh, but uh, in the end, uh, we had uh, Ethan Page hitting that release or tossing Razor's Edge that just you know it, it never looks like it's going to land quite right, but it turned out all right. Uh, and he gets the pin, that being Ethan Page, and then afterwards. He throws in an extra beating to Lee uh, Johnson, and QT Marshall sitting there at ringside. I can barely be bothered to pay attention to what's going on. So Dustin comes down and makes the save, and uh, you know eventually QT just walks off. Dustin seems to have some words for him. There's something going on in the Nightmare Family there, though. And uh, Ethan Page, around the outside of it, got himself a nice singles victory in his first singles match. I believe I heard, I don't know if it was JR or Excalibur. I know it wasn't Shivani. He doesn't know moves. Um, the ego edge, I believe, is what they're calling it. The ego edge, the throwing. It took me like a second it. to feel like, what the hell? The, the, the Lego, my ego edge? I don't know. Ego <laughs> edge. Um, yeah, and I think somebody else used to do that too. I, I, did Hernandez used to call it the border toss? Was that the border toss, the throwing? I believe I so. Yeah. Somebody used to do this. I believe That's it was the border toss. That's the best name I've ever heard. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so um, that that Q, the QT chip thing is is going on for a little while. It calls back to when Lee Johnson accepted his 
his membership to the nightmare family. And if you listen to that interview, he talks about how everybody helped him and he never Except mentioned QT's name. Mm -hmm. So QT has been a little bit sour since that part. I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. And QT, he was noticeable. QT kind of looked around like real quick. Yeah. Hey, where am I? Literally standing right here. You know, like, Come on, you're just the Apple guy, QT move on. Um, Adam Page in the Dark Order, they're having some fun with Matt Hardy's money. You know, Page donated a majority of it uh, to the kids, which was nice. Uh, he's drinking pretty much the rest of it. But he also uh, bought a nice new lawnmower. I believe it was a Snapper, nice quality. He's not Toro, but it's very nice. Snapper's the quality brand. Uh, and he decided to take the Dark Order out for ice cream. So that was fun uh, to watch them Most get off. Of but I, I believe that was Alan Angels at the end. I, think, I believe he got left behind, which is unfortunately the smallest guy. I uh, couldn't fit on 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 a lawnmower, which well, is, there's a weight limit, man. I got yeah, it was a weight limit, right? The guy weighs a buck twenty five, right? He's not the one that's. Uh, so with that, Matt Hardy lost uh, his first quarter earnings. He's out of money till April first, I believe. Right, the quarters go uh, three months at a clip. Three times four is twelve. Uh, <laughs> so he needs to sign more clients. Uh, he listed. Uh, he signed the butcher and the blade. So there's going to be a. Uh, ten or five on five, a ten man tag uh, with Team Matt Hardy, the Matt Hardy brand, with Private Party, the Butcher and the Blade. They're going to be going against Bear Country, um, and the three members of Jurassic Express. John Decani, I had a Bear Country joke, and I just can't remember what it was. Come <laughs> on, uh, I mean, uh, things are not going Hardy's way. Just now, but uh, I'm guessing they're going to get the, this new form faction will get uh, a win in their first try. All right, I just remember. So, so Matt Hardy brand, they're going to be going against uh, the Jurassic Express and John the Connie's favorite tag team, the Bears. There it was. John Smith. Nice. <laughs> I got Team Hardy because I think he's going to be happy that he won until he realizes that it's still the first quarter. And the money he just won is going over to Adam Page. There you go. There he goes. Hey, he's got a, he's got what two more weeks, right, Travis? He said April first. Two more weeks. Yeah. You know, I appreciate how quickly, you know, with with Kingston kind of having control of the butcher and the blade, they transition these guys right over to Matt Hardy Mercenaries. Matt's got yeah. the money. They hire like there's no stale, there's no stall there. Um, I'll be contrarian and I'll say that Marco Stunt gets the pin on Matt Hardy. Ooh, Darlene Connor <laughs> with the pin. Uh, Jade Cargill, oh, excuse me, Jade Cargill, after a uh, very impressive tag team match teaming with Shaquille O'Neal, uh, she will be in action uh, tomorrow night as well. Uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they were poking a little bit of fun at the uh, the explosion, or lack thereof one, at the end of uh, Revolution. Uh, Kingston had a panic attack thinking about, uh, you know, he's going to Rikers Island when he got in trouble. Uh, I can kind of somewhat relate to that. I've heard some stories about Rikers Island. It does not sound like a fun place. I'd be pretty worried if I was going there as well. Um, but I think uh, I think the the overall story here is that, and I, I know the the company's only two years old, but you know it seems like they're having some performance issues. Maybe they're losing a little bit of. Do they need some Nugenics Total T, John the Connie? Do they need that man boosting formula? And guys, I, I would say that. Would... And guys, Impact will like it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So uh, then here comes Kenny Omega, and the ring is now calling himself the King of the Deathmatch. <laughs> he is an absolute gem. Uh, so uh, he was claiming heel tagging, and one of the reasons why the ring didn't support he was just screwing with everybody. So that's a nice move by Kenny. Uh, Kingston came out to confront Kenny Omega. Uh, he got made a fun of for what happened at Retribution. Uh, Kingston came to the, he threw some punches, and then here comes Christian Cage. Uh, he got into the face of Kenny Omega, so it looks like Christian Cage, I guess maybe his contract or something. Uh, he's like, all right, I got, you know, I got, I got a world title shot in my contract. Every sometimes they, they, they do that, they'll put like in some guy's new contract. Well, I, I only signed if I got a title. I think Scott, that was in Scott Steiner's contract way back in 2003, that he automatically had a shot at the world title when he signed. Um, but it looks like uh, Christian and Kenny Omega are going to have a small little to-do. But actually, for tomorrow night, it's actually going to be Moxley and Kingston. They're going to be going against the Good Brothers, Travis. Yeah, this should be interesting. Yeah. And this is a fresh no-belts Good Brothers. So I think Moxley and Kingston can really poke a lot of fun in it. It's interesting. Maybe uh, Christian heard about Edge's contract where he comes back and only has to wrestle one match to get a title shot. So maybe he wanted to make sure when he made the transition over here to AEW, he got the same kind of treatment from them. Uh, this should be a hell of a match. I think, I think we're going to see... Moxley and Kingston win this thing. Um, it would be odd to me to have them start out as kind of their this new brotherhood and stuff like that. I can't wait. Like my my hope is that we see Sammy Callahan over there with the two of them because that's an old school threesome that loves each other and CZW days and bloody mats and stuff like that. And Sammy's kind of an impact and not quite the Sammy that we saw against Brian Cage and stuff like that. So yeah. give me some Sammy Callahan over there messing with the good brothers too, please. Something like that. Um, but I'll take, I'll take Kingston and Moxley for sure. All right. John Smith. Yeah. I like Kingston and Moxley. I don't see Moxley losing anymore anytime soon. Yeah, no, it's got paradigm shift written all over John the Connie. I would have to agree. Moxley and Kingston, I believe, will take this one. But, you know, it's fun. You mentioned John Moxley, and Kenny Omega's going to be involved. Could be. You think that's going to be the main event of the show, but it's not. And it's ladies' night tomorrow night. And I am extremely excited for this. Last week, there was a uh, six woman tag. Uh, it was Thunder Rosa, Rio, and The Miz against Britt Baker, uh, Maki Ito, and Nyla Rose. Thunder Rosa got the win with a sit-down driver of some sort, uh, but then Baker attached her, uh, attacked her after the match, got the uh, the lockjaw in. They're going to main event with this. This has been an absolutely amazing feud. They're going to go lights out. They're going to go non-sanctioned. This match will not count towards either. This is just going to be a fight. And this has been the two best women. Uh, I think they've been better than Sheeta, you know, in the past, you know, since Britt Baker's return from injury. This is absolutely good. And the title, there's not even title. There's no title on. This is just a blood feud. This is absolutely amazing, Travis. Uh, it's the, the women. These are the two that are going to elevate them. And the funny thing is, Thunder Rose is not even theirs yet. Thunder yes, Rose well, has a number one contenders match coming up against Camille. So funny situation, right? We got the Camille match that's that's happening over on NWA. We got Serena Deeb, who's out with the actual NWA belt, who's got yeah. surgery and all kinds of stuff. Serena, I thought, has been wrestling pretty well, too. Keep in mind, yeah. though, in the background, we got Chris Statlander coming back from an injury pretty soon, too. So she'll be a really nice add to that women's lineup. But I would absolutely agree with you. These two women certainly um, have put on some better performances than Sheeta. Not that Sheeta's had a bad match against either no. two of them. So this should be a hell of a match. And I believe it's the first women's main event match 
in Dynamite history. Um, so a big deal. Um, I'm going to take Baker here. I really hope this is the start of her push to grab that belt. She looks phenomenal. She talks great. She's a five-star pro. Let's get the belt moved off of Sheeta after Sheeta's had it for basically the entire inception of the company. It's been like 400 days or something at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, It's time for the Britt Baker era, baby. There you go. John DeConi. Yeah, you know, I kept uh, – I was in agreement with Travis all along, you know, uh, Brit's next, Brit's next, can't wait, Brit's next. Simply by uh, virtue of the fact that this is unsanctioned, it's not going to count against her ranking or whatever, I think uh, maybe Thunder Rosa finally gets the the, the win here over Brit, just one-on-one. Uh, so give me Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Britt Baker won at Beach Break, I think, right? That was the last time they went one on one. I think I think uh Britt got that one, John Smith. So I don't know. I mean I don't I know there's no such thing as a 50-50 buyback in AEW, but Yeah, well, I mean, some people might give them some flack for not ever having a women's main event, but I think this is the first real chance that they've ever had to have women in the main event. This yeah. is the first feud that we've that that has really deserved a main event on any of their shows and I'm psyched for it. I, I think that Britt Baker is going to pull it off because she's going to have some help from uh rebel or whatever her name is, or who's her. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Rebel, rebel or Reba. Your you choice. Reba. choice. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the good doctor as well, simply because, you know, it's time for her to get the, like, the thunder rolls. It's not even, she, she doesn't even work there. Like it's, it's just not, she doesn't even go there. Doesn't even count there. <laughs> no. So, but Thunder, said, I, I say that they've been the two, and that is exactly they've been very injury prone. It is not a knock on Sheeta. Penelope Ford, the one time that Penelope Ford had to shine, she one hundred percent did. Like Penelope Ford, that one match with Sheeta was absolutely incredible. Yeah, well, uh, I know. She had to injury, I know now Big Swole. Uh, she's been missing time due to some personal reasons uh, with a disease that she's been dealing with. Yeah, so, she's you know, yeah, it's a very plagued division, but the, those two, even Britt Baker was hurt, but those two uh, have been, uh, I guess, the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae that is the AEW women's division. So, uh, gentlemen, we will uh, bid you adieu for the time being. Uh, not only is today awesome 316 day, but tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. We have to bring in our favorite leprechaun, Gary Matthew. Uh, Travis, thank you so much. For filling in for Ryan, uh, we love your insight. We love you on the Daily Wrestling News Show. I believe you are up Thursday uh, for the WrestleMania week, right? You got WrestleMania 24. 24. It's a big one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. We'll get to that at the end. These WrestleMania shows. John Flair, Shawn Michaels. They've been absolutely yeah. incredible. So, uh, But we'll uh, shoot those off later. Gentlemen, we will see you in a little bit. And Ryan, we, uh, I'm sorry, Travis, we will see you on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Be good. <laughs> So, Gary, top of the evening. That's not Gary. There's Gary. I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button there. Top of the evening to you, Gary. How are things going? Um, actually, with, even with St. Patrick's Day, Gary, um, I do believe for whatever reason on my calendar, uh, this past Sunday was Mothering Day in the UK. Yeah. How yeah, was, it was Mother's Day? Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day, yeah. The one, the one day a year when mothers get to have their lunch made for them and then have their husbands leave it for the, the, the dishes afterwards, probably. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like that's generosity for you. There you go. So, Gary, uh, we made some history on Thursday. Uh, the first ever mixed tag team match. We kind of like, oh, my God. Okay, so Ginny Connors and Playboy. 
And we kind of just kind of just snuck it at Jack Stars. At least I did. Uh, but they, they, they got it done. Yeah, I mean, it was funny when I listened to them commentary and they kept talking about stars and pipes and stars and pipes. And I thought, oh, no. And it's a, it, so it looks like it might be something long term. But I, I likened Jack Stars last week during the show to like NXT UK's version of Barry Horowitz. Because yeah. for me, he's hung about in the background and everybody's gone, ah, guy, okay. And now they've given him a little bit of just a wee bit of, of momentum, a wee bit of something to do. And they came through well. It, it was, as much as it pains me to say, for a match that has Jenny in it, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it really was. And say it was the, the right the right team won, and it did it did a good thing. It doesn't do Jenny and Joseph Connors any harm, but it does help Jack Stars to turn into something on the brand. So all things considered, it was it was a good match. Yeah, I mean, we always, I always, my nickname for Jack is NXT UK's resident punching bag. He's the guy that you have to, you know, he's the guy you start with. When, when you sign the contract, you get Jack Stars first. You know, that's really what you get the packing order. You're in, you get Jack Stars. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. Yeah, Barry Harlow's a great comparison. He said even Barry got a little bit of a run towards the mid 90s. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not too far in between. It just all depends on what's going on. And maybe it's the NXT UK's version, Leon Ruff. You know, Leon Ruff out of nowhere became yeah. North American champion. So, uh, I guess we have to keep our eye on Jack Stars and keep the joke going forward. Um, and then we had uh, we started the show with a Heritage Cups uh, Heritage Cup style round robin match, uh, round wrestling match, ra- round match. I guess it's just called. But and, uh, again, Tyler Bate, Dave Mastiff. Is, is, is there ever such a thing as a bad match? We can't. Like, that match was great. That match. There's no such thing as a bad match in the UK. <laughs> no, I mean it really is. That's the one thing. Every week you finish, you, you kind of think. Oh, this will be the week when it's not good. Oh, it's good. Oh, this will be the week. And every week it delivers. And I mean, I've not been a massive fan, as I say, of like Obi Wan Kabiri coming out in his guru type. With it, I thought. Oh. But when he's in the ring and he wrestles, and he is just Tyler Bate, the wrestler, mm-hmm. um, he is phenomenal. And I think he he's well suited to the actually to the round system, the Heritage Cup. And he and Big Dave. Now I will say. When Mastiff got his, uh, when he equalised his, his his pin with his crucifix, he really did drop uh, Tyler Bate on his neck quite hard during it. Yeah. I thought it'll flip, but they worked it into the match well, and they did it, and it culminated. Tyler Bate even managed to get the airplane spin on Big Dave, um, so it was like in the in the fifth round. But so fair play, the big, the big strong, strong boy. boy. Yeah, that's exactly that, it. That he is. But no, it was it was really good, and I say it, it gives Tyler Bate um, again a bit more momentum and, and something coming out of it. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes at the minute. But we'll see. Yeah, especially with that head of hair, dude. He's getting like Noam Dar level flock of you know that flow going. He's looking good. I I hope this is. He's looking see good. the hairdressers. The hairdressers have been closed over here for months. They were oh, open yeah. for one. They've been open for one week since October. It was like before Christmas. It was open for a week. Um, and so everybody's dance again, the same. Everybody's looking at her cut. So, uh, but the next thing on Tyler Bates' list is actually he's going to be helping Trent Seven make weight for this uh, potential. I have to use the word potential now, Garrick, because it's <laughs> they're going on the bump tomorrow, both Trent and and uh Tyler, to see if Trent made the weight. And I believe Devlin was in the graphic too, but Devlin's not there anymore. So, no. what are we? I am, confu- 
I'm entirely confused as to exactly what's happening. I mean, there's part of me thought, okay, are they gonna are they, are they gonna turn up on the NXT show or whatever happens in the match and they'll do to try and push the NXT UK brand? I don't know. But it is a bit strange, as you say, that they announced and went, I'm going on the bump next week and then the pre the previous night yeah. it was like, Hey, hey, I'm going to America. All oh, right, okay. See you later. Um so I'm kinda confused. Yeah, so I guess to be continued, I guess we'll see what happens. Like I said, tomorrow's gonna be a pretty crazy day. Uh definitely tune into the also, bump. I will I will say, I mean, obviously the cruiserweight title's coming back over to NXT UK. Yeah. Anyway, obviously. Um I mean, and I know John said now for those of you who are old enough, if you want to rewind uh, this uh <laughs> obviously when John said Smitty four twenty says Escobar will kick, I tell you what. You'd need to be smoking something to think Escobar would beat Jordan Devlin. That's the thing. It's going to be a fun month. As I say, we kind of had that peg for takeover. We'll get that in a second. It's going to be yeah. a fun month for you, too. Yeah. Um, Gallus was looking a little bit down. There's a, there was a couple background things uh, going here. We'll just we'll just get them through real quickly. Gallus was looking a little bit down after their tag title loss, and then Joe Coffey recently lost to Rampage Brown. But uh, Joe being the big motivator that he is, uh, he said they will they will reestablish themselves. So look for Gallus uh, going forward and try to pick things back up and get back to the being the the Iron Kings or the, the kingdom. Uh, Zion Brookside is a flat out slob. Apparently, I don't know if that was on purpose or <laughs> if that's just her. But she may need the Samuels uh, clean up. Uh, I guess the the dirty dishes in her sink, yeah. which I don't know if it was her apartment or a hotel room or whatever. But uh, the joke was on Nita because again, she left them out on purpose because. Yeah. I, yeah, I have to, I do have to say, and I've said before, I know how much that I do um love uh Sarah Brookside and I think she could do big things, but I think coming out of this, she really is just coming across as, as brilliant. I really think it, it it's setting her up really well. It's super yep. I'm just loving it. Um after the after that grueling street fight with uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Eddie Dennis is blaming Boar for the loss here because Boar was the one that got jumped before and he wasn't even in it. Uh, Boar separated himself from the pack. Uh, so now he has to take the consequences. So, and it looked like Tyson T Bone was getting his licks in too yeah. randomly. They appear to have eaten them at the, the, yeah. at the end of it. There was a noise, and I thought, oh, they've eaten wild boar, apparently. Um, the, so I don't know whether he's whether Boar's injured in real life because even in the video I thought oh is that him I don't know if it was him or not um, but whether whether he's injured and they're they're doing it just to get him out but at the same time it fits in the storyline they can go you weren't there for the match I was therefore it's your fault so jog on big boy mm -hmm. so I think they've they've done well to cover it. Uh, speaking of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, they had a match against uh, Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. And again, the tag team that just never seems to to want to break up. Although there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of tension this time. Yeah, with the with the sort of the low blow mule kick that they had in towards yep. the finish. Um, and you can see, I mean, we've been saying it seems that we've been saying it every week for months. But for about the last four months, slowly but surely, they've been starting to turn Jordan or Williams turn, and then it was Williams who's doing it. And whether both of them will end up in the end, that they'll come to a match and. Amir Jordan will join the dark side and he and Kenny Williams might turn into like a big sort of heel tag team of sorts, but yeah. they really are. It's, it's good to see them doing it. And, and for a team that I thought wouldn't, to be honest, go anywhere, 
they've given them a reason now every time they come out to kind of go, yeah, okay, there's something behind them now. So it's good yeah. to see and that they'll be going through the ranks, I think. so. And then we had another uh, – I guess Jack Stars was busy. So this NXT UK debut actually went against another person who was in action, uh, <laughs> Teal Man. Yeah, the 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 ex lucky kid, um, who I don't think got the show nearly half of what he can do. I mean, less than that. Um, now obviously beat Danny Jones with the crossface and got the submission. Um, but he he will be one to watch over the next. As I say, I don't think it'll be immediate, but I think over the next six eight months they'll keep building Team Man up, uh, and he'll come through again. He'll be he'll be one to watch towards the the, the top level of NXT UK. So they're still growing as well, uh, especially now if some guys are making their way overseas. I was going to wait to this at the end, but Walter's got a big announcement. Um, not sure if he's going to head over to join uh, uh, the rest of Imperium over at NXT. So I guess we'll stay tuned with that. Um, Ify Valkyrie, I still can't say her name right. Uh, she was actually <laughs> talking to herself in the mirror saying, you're letting me yeah. down. So she's... Uh, I mentioned her last week. Okay, let's start feuding with somebody. Let's start doing something. So hopefully this is the start of that. Yeah. Um, Emil, Amale, Amal had a – Amal had a uh, – she had a video package. So that was pretty cool. Uh, she represents France in this whole thing. She's the one French woman um, in the in the yeah, UK brand. Awesome. Yeah. So it's nice to see her going. And then Ben Carter got a name change. My buddy from Jersey. No more we, – yeah. we're down now to three Carters. <laughs> It's Nathan, Nathan Fraser, although he sounds more like a country and western singer, I think, now that he's changed it to Nathan Fraser, to be fair for it. But uh, maybe he and Elias can make a tag team if Jackson Riker doesn't work out. But yeah. they just, I mean, either way, I don't care what to call him. They could call him question mark number two for all that matters. He yeah. He's phenomenal, and he, he really will. Um, he Again, he'll be another one to watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and he's going to do some great things. That's my Jersey guy over there. I absolutely love that. Uh, like I said, Walter requested something. The only thing we have uh, for this week coming up is we, uh, we have the thing on the bump with Trent Seven and, and the weight, uh, the weigh-in. We have Walter's requesting time. It'll be a dragon off requested time. And then uh, the special start time, I guess you never turned it. You didn't spring forward over there. No. So we have a special See? start time on Thursday. Uh, it's yeah. going to be the normal time for you, but it's 4 o'clock Eastern over here stateside. Yeah, next week will be the same. It's the last Saturday of the month, our clock's changed, so I think next week's, next week's show will be the same. Oh, um, yeah. I'll yeah. say with the, the special St. Patrick's Day episode over that, where we'll be heading toward, oh, no, it's not, I suppose that's Wednesday. It'll be Thursday we'll be having it the 18th. Um, so it'll be, you know, it'll be another good one to look forward to, but as you say, we've got the three, the three sort of Backstage, the three segments happening, but no matches announced yet. So we'll see what matches happen, and whatever they are, they'll yeah. be good, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. They can throw whatever at us, and, and we're good. Uh, Gary, before I let you go, um, this Sunday uh, we're hopping in the fast lane on the way to WrestleMania. I know we didn't talk about, we didn't get your picks. Uh, your picks will be on ProWrestlingPickem.com. There is a column where you can see a list of users' picks. You can see who everybody's picking. Uh, but I wanted to give you your time because like, your guys are going at it again. We got Drew and Sheamus again. So I want to give you some time. What you think? Because uh, it was announced Drew's getting the shot at Mania. Uh, but yeah. I guess the question is, okay, so Drew's got it. Drew's in. Sheamus did lose last night 
which is fine. I don't think that does him any harm. But if he beats Drew McIntyre Sunday, we got a problem here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I can't wait to see it. I mean, they really have beaten like seven bells out of each other every time that they've wrestled recently. Um, and I think it's going to be it's going to be another uh, brutal one. But it'll be interesting to see because I kind of go, I I I I'm still split because I'm thinking. Okay, camp back against Drew. He's getting a title shot. He needs to be pushed. On the other hand, if Sheamus was to beat him, it would mean that after Mania, if Drew was to win the title at Mania, you've already got another match set up for the next pay-per-view when Sheamus could go, here, big boy, I beat you, now you're champion. Give me my shot now, because he never got the shot. So Yeah, that that's one possible. But I'm thinking if he beats McIntyre, but what, why aren't I getting the shot? You know, yeah, why, yeah. why can't I? I'm thinking like there's like a triple threat aspect here where Seamus could yeah. be added in. So um, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I, I'm going to ask John and John that question when we make our picks in the, in the main event of the show for Fastlane. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Who do you got? You're going to take Drew? Yeah, I'm going to take Drew. Yeah, there's no reason not to, right? All right, Gary. Well, thank you very much. Uh, always appreciate your time, your sight, and uh, your insight. Um, Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Nice uh, I will be wearing green. Like I said, my mother is 100% Irish. So uh, we actually just had a nice St. Patrick's Day uh, dinner on this past Sunday as well. So uh, we had all the corned beef and cabbage and Irish soda bread you could possibly ever have. So. <laughs> oh, I have to love soda bread. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite idea, the Irish soda bread. <laughs> so, Gary, enjoy your night. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the week of wrestling. You too. I shall see you later. Okay, so we'll bring back in. There's John Smith, a guy. I got it right this time. I didn't mean to bring in that uh, by accident before. So there we go. We are going to be going from uh, the overseas version of the UK to our beloved stateside version. And holy crap, what a show that was last Wednesday uh, for NXT. Uh, three championship matches, two uh, major announcements from Regal. Uh, we'll get to the, the, the uh, one of those at the very end of this. Uh, but one of the announcements he made was actually with what happened in the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match between Dakota and Raquel against uh, Shayna and Nia because of the underhanded, sneaky uh, dealings by Monday Night Raw and Postman Pierce, the Scrap Daddy. Uh, Regal wasn't too happy with the Scrap Daddy after that match. Regal just decided to make stroke. There, Dakota, Raquel, you've earned them. Here you go. Uh, they are your first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. John, oh no, John Smith has this, right? John Smith. Yeah, I I did not like this at all until an hour later because I had said the only reason to give them these titles is if they're going to go ahead and lose them right away because I don't like the idea of giving. Like just handing somebody a title, and I've I said it on Ryan's podcast last week, and I and, you know, said it to you, Triple H. Yeah, he he got the title handed to him, but Triple H had quite the resume built up before he was handed the world title. You know, they all they did was win the win one tournament. But I digress because an hour later they went up against Shotzi and Ember, and they put on a nice match, but they couldn't get the job done, and they had. A very short first reign as women's champions, and there's a lot of people, a lot of people on the internet going around saying like, "Oh, what a worthless title run, just to have it for an hour." And I said, 
a rain is a rain is a rain. It doesn't matter if it's a day, an hour, or a year. It goes down as a rain. You don't ask how many, how long each one of uh, Ric Flair's 16 championship reigns are. You just yeah. know that he had it 16 times. So they go down as the first ever, and, you know, congratulations to them. Yeah, and they said there was a short reign. They didn't need it, though, because they became the first ever uh, tag team champions by way of being the first ever Dusty Cup champ. So their names will be just synonymous with tag team wrestling as, as the you know the starting point uh, of that title's lineage. So, um, and then we had NXT. I kind of jumped the gun here because the main event, uh, John DeConi, there's a reason why I got tossed up there. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Balor and Cole first. But, yeah, Finn Balor. Uh, the week prior said, you want to get Adam Cole out here? I'll, I, have, I have a way to get Adam Cole out here. And he gave him a title shot. And, at, again, absolutely incredible. This is uh, just going up. They had the 60-minute Iron Man match. They were in the uh, whatever they had. It was the overtime, right? They, they, it, was the, it came down the notion from the Iron Man fest uh, that Finn Balor became NXT champion. This is that same title reign. He reign is reign. But uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we say this every week. I feel like I say this every week. NXT never disappoints. And once again, you got, you know, main event here where uh, before you get into the, you know, how it's going to end, you know, you just got, you got 20 minutes of just awesome. Yep. 20 minutes of, of two guys tearing each other apart, uh, stretching and flipping and kicking and et cetera, et cetera. Eventually they wind up on a pole, winds up on the outside. And uh, his old buddy Kyle O'Reilly kind of, moves forward out of the darkness uh, right up against the barricade and uh, Cole's acts like he's seen a ghost. Uh, and that little bit of a distraction allowed for uh, Finn to uh, hit the, uh, the tope con hero, the, the jumping, flipping over the top rope and landing on him. He hits the 1916 outside, rolls him back in for the coup de gras and gets the win. And that's just where, you know, the proceedings begin. You got 20 minutes of, oh, my God, you got a pinfall. And then afterwards, you got uh, you got uh, O'Reilly back in the ring, face-to-face -face with Cole. Cole's still on his knees, and he's going through the whole crocodile tear, I'm sorry, crap again. And uh, he goes for another low blow, which this time O'Reilly's ready for and stops. He rips that undisputed uh, era armband right off of him. And proceeds to beat the hell out of him. And all this happens. It starts in the ring. It goes outside the ring. The refs save Cole from being suplexed onto the ink steps, which he's been doing to other people for the last couple of weeks. But he got saved by uh, some officials and referees pulling them apart. They battle up the ramp and all the way to the back. And then the camera, God love them in NXT. They know how to, to end an evening. They pan back to Finn. And Finn's got the title on his shoulder, and he's very proud. And he just kind of peers over his shoulder, and you don't see anything yet. And he just says, what took you so long? Pull back, tick-tock. There's Mr. Cross right over his shoulder. And, oh, baby, we're going to get some more goodness. Yeah, and we're going to get into that goodness with Regal's second announcement, which John Smith will take care of. Uh, he's, he's got everything mapped out, we, we, and that's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, but the NXT Women's Championship, that was the other advertisement. There's three title matches. Two of them were advertised. Uh, Eo and Tony, a rematch of the Mae Young Classic Final from 2018. 
Um, at, at Evolution, I believe, yeah, that was yeah, 2018. I got my Evolution chair right there from the beautiful, luxurious Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, another title. That, is this? Are we going? Is this going to just be an Oscar thing where she's just going to just beat everybody? And then, you know what? We're, you're you're done. You know, like I feel like this is where it's going. I don't know. It, it seems to be that way. I mean, the, with this Tony Storm match, they they led up to it with you know you can't beat me. Tony Storm said because you know all all their past, but uh, EO proved her wrong. They had a they had a nice nice match. A lot of aerial moves from EO, and but then once Tony took to the air. You know, that was a bad move because she went for a, a flying headbutt and got caught in a cross face. Yep. I think that was kind of a, a, a troll job of, a, of an ending, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I mean, it all leads up to e EO versus uh, Raquel because after the fact, EO backstage went up and challenged Raquel Gonzalez, who wants her next. I just got that joke. My bad. <laughs> it took me a second. Like, why is that a joke? Oh. oh. <laughs> gotcha. Headbutt to the crossface. Gotcha. Yeah. And it looks like yeah, EO. That, that, except this has been probably brewing with EO Shirai since War Games that Raquel freaking slammed her uh, into it was it a garbage can in the, in the, in the ring, uh, the divider, the, the, the diamond plate. So. Uh, as we've been mentioning all episode long, Jordan Devlin's uh, travel restrictions have been lifted. An amazing promo uh, at the airport uh, saying that he was stateside. So what, what does that leave for Trent Seven? I have no idea. But he will be in – I think he's there tomorrow night. I believe they promoted him to be at the uh, CWC tomorrow night. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, Santos was not too happy about that at all. Uh, he actually didn't even accompany uh, Legato Del Fantasma to the ring, John DeConi, against their match with Crystal Young Veterans. Yeah, no, he got right. He was up in Regal's face wanting to get uh, some kind of clarification on what's going on. He sent uh, the, uh, Wild and Mendoza out on their own. And uh, they, they had an okay evening, but it didn't necessarily end well. Uh, yeah, they, they locked up with uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. And uh, not too deep into the match, we got uh, not necessarily – it wasn't Brazongo's music, but it, it, there was an interruption, and it looked like Brazongo doing their Moon Man March entrance back out. Uh, but then when they got close to the ringside, they took off their domes, and it was actually MSK. Uh, so that distraction allowed Wild to roll Drake up uh, into a pin for the win. Uh, once again, that's just where the fun starts. Because uh, uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans were now pissed off. They, they jump out. They go after MSK, who use their Moon Man helmets to uh, knock them down. You know, they, uh, I believe Blake took one to the groin. And then eventually uh, Gibson uh, got his hand smashed on the ring steps. Uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a receipt from uh, Wesley. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, Legato or laughing in the ring like, hey, you know, look what happened to those guys. We got the win, blah, blah, blah. And then the real Brizango jumped them from behind. And, uh, you know, I don't know, are we headed towards a four-on-four -four match uh, this week or somewhere in the future? I don't know. But, uh, you know, either way, it's going to be a lot of fun, however those four tangle up. Yeah, and Brizango and Legado, they hate each other from back when Swerve, you know, he, they were trying to help Swerve beat yeah. Escobar way back, you know, so – They've had their street fights. They've had their their time. They just hate each other. So 
Um, that yeah, that was fun, it, and it's interesting. And then you know, Borkin and Lurch, they're just kind of sitting back, like, yeah, we're champs. You guys have fun. <laughs> you know, like uh, speaking of those guys, Pete Dunn, uh, they accompanied Pete Dunn to the ring. He was in action against Jake Atlas. He won via submission. Gets on the microphone, says he's the greatest technical wrestler in the world, and invited anybody to prove him wrong. We will get to that answer in about five minutes. Uh, going into tomorrow night, um, Imperium came out point blank uh, saying that they have a history with Timothy Thatcher, that they want Timothy Thatcher to join Imperium, um, and they can even bring Chompa if they wanted to. Uh, and it looks like uh, Chompa and Thatcher both said no. So they're going to have a match tomorrow night. So they kind of let the cat out of the bag here, John Smith. Like if they were, if, if Thatcher was gonna swerve, wouldn't they just keep it quiet for shock value? You would think, or maybe that's what they think we're we're thinking. So they're double thinking us or something. Oh, they think sense. what I think, what you think, what they exactly. think, what I think. I, but I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got tomorrow night? Um, I'm. It's tough. Flip a coin, Champa and Thatcher. All right, John the Connie, you have a coin <laughs> somewhere around here. But uh, yeah, uh, give me a Thatcher and Champa as well. Yeah, I might as well go with that too. But I, you know what? You know, I'll go. I'll. I'll. I'll uh, what, what does Travis say? I'll be the controversial. I'll be the contraband. I'll be the like, whatever. I'll go against you guys because I think Alexander Wolf. I think he might be the difference here. Uh, you got the extra guy at ringside, so we'll go Imperium with the numbers. Uh, that's that would be another loss for Thatcher and Champa as a team, though. They're just it's you know they had that one strong win, and then it's just been downhill ever since for them. I think um, the word you're looking now, for is contrarian. Contrarian, thank you very much. Contrarian. Are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to talk about religion? <laughs> what? No, no. L.A. Knight makes his in-ring debut for NXT tomorrow. He will be against in action. I'm sure Bronson Reed will be very close behind. Bronson Reed jumped him uh, backstage after what L.A. Knight did to him the week prior. Bronson Reed's match against, I believe it was Cameron Grimes, right? Yeah. Uh, so that we got that. And then another few that's been going on. Uh, they're they're, they're going to get this in the ring. We're going to do it again. Ruff is up, I think, 1 or 2-0 on Swerve. Uh, but Swerve has just been an absolute jerk lately, so uh, they're going to get at it again. I don't think Swerve's going to stop here, John McConney, until he gets the win on Leon. Yeah, and you know what? I I don't think it's going to come here. I think uh, somehow Leon Ruff pulls this one out to, to drag it out a little further. and you know Maybe we get uh, Swerve jumping him again uh, to you know get us another match somewhere along the line. So give me Leon here. All right. John Smith. Uh, I'm going with Swerve on this one. This one's also a coin flip. Yeah, uh, you know, Leon said that Swerve was in for a rough landing or a rough night or whatever the pun that he used with his last name. I'm gonna go Swerve here. It just seems like he was. Let's let, let's let's go forward with Swerve. Let's see what Swerve can do. He's been a lot of L's lately with him. You can see that's the, the character that's developing. He's getting frustrated and pissed off. So I, I get it. But uh, let's let's start turning this anger into wins. Um, and then uh, Johnny Gargano, man, he got Austin Theory. All riled up uh, last week. So Theory, uh, he's not 
Um, I guess what is it? Uh, Sweden, Sweden syndrome, Stockholm, Sweden syndrome. Stop. All right, that's all done here. Dexter Loomis, uh, Austin Theory, you make fun of, or you say he's got mediocre abs. Oh my God, he's gonna gun for you. So John Smith, man. Uh, Loomis is putting Austin Theory to sleep. <laughs> John Connie. I would have to concur. Yeah, I, I got a funny feeling that's gonna be happening as well. Dexter doesn't shut up. <laughs> of course he doesn't. Xylee um, defeated Caden Carter via disqualification. And guys, unbelievable. I have been telling you this. We've been, as a collective whole, the three of us who have lived in New Jersey our entire lives, we have been trying to tell the rest of the world do not Screw with Jersey girls. The nicest Jersey girl we have, Casey Cadenzaro. Sweetest, you piss her off, she's going to start swinging crutches. Like, the, the match wasn't over. It was a blatant disqualification. Casey's a forget, and the Jersey just shined through, and she started swinging that crutch. Unbelievable. So, like, I'm telling you, just it's if I was Lee. Go do your Mortal Kombat somewhere else. Like, stay as far away from Casey as possible right now because it's just nothing but bad things are going to happen going forward. You unleashed the jersey in Casey Kent that Deanna Perrazzo has, that Tasha Steeles has, that Deanna per uh, that uh, Sony Deville has. It's all in there. You just got to you know, woke it. And the one girl he didn't want There you go. But we're going to rewind back to the beginning of the show because – we said Regal had two announcements. One was the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, but the other was that there will be a takeover that is just too big for one night. So during WrestleMania week, um, they're going to put on USA Network on Wednesday in the normal time slot, night one of TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, and the night two will be on the Peacock Network. So... Stacked week starting with Raw to the Hall of Fame, the TakeOver SmackDown, WrestleMania Raw. We're going to have a ton of WWE getting shoved down our throats. I am going to be sitting there with a bib, taking it as much as I can. But, John Smith, we're, uh, to get excited for this, I'm excited for this. Uh, you have your mock TakeOver card. What are we looking at here? What could be we possibly into uh, with two nights of TakeOver? Well, I know for a fact we're going to get some good promos by Cameron Grimes. Yes. I think yes. I think we're going to get like peppered throughout the two days, or maybe just on USA on the one on the first day. But I think we're going to be getting some some quality Cameron Grimes like minute and a half promos throughout. I'd rather that than him have like a five minute in ring, what have you segment. So uh, maybe DiBiase shows up. That would be unbelievable if Ted Nibiazzi showed up. Like, maybe night one, he's talking smack about him, and night two on Peacock, Dibiase shows up. That, that'd that be real fun. Um, the, uh, other than that, uh, besides, like, all the matches I'm going to go through, I think that we might hear something from the Velveteen Dream. I don't think he's going to have a match, obviously, but I, I think he might be uh, making his presence felt. And if not, then maybe, like, you know, the week after WrestleMania – um, I have a couple honorable mentions. I think um, Swerve and Ruff would be awesome, but I don't think they they have room for them on the on this card, even though it is for two days. And I would have liked to have seen them do something with the Heritage Cup. 
over here in the U.S. to to like showcase it. I would have liked to have seen something like A Kid versus uh, Tyler Bate for the oh, Heritage nice. Cup, or somebody else, anybody, Ilya Dragunov. I don't care. Just you know, yeah. the, it wouldn't matter because the match would be good regardless. I would have just liked to expose you know more fans to the idea of the Heritage Cup because I love the the round system and it works so well the way they book it. Yeah, but. Um, Night one, I'm thinking um, they start everything off with Pete Dunn versus Kushida. I think Kushida is going to be the one that answers the call from Pete Dunn. I'm going to be jumping all over the place on this here. It's not yeah, in yeah, order. Yeah, I gave you the graphic. I didn't know you wanted me in day order, but go for it. Yeah. No, no, I I gave you the names and stuff, but the matches before I figured out what a, what gotcha. kind of card I wanted to build, but um. So after he's, I mean, that's an awesome first match to have. You know, you don't really need any stakes with the first match. It's just got to get your blood flowing, you know. Um, then I match number two, I go with uh, Shotzi and Ember versus The Way for the uh, the Women's Tag Team Championships. They kind of alluded to that last week backstage after uh, they were congratu- everybody was congratulating the new champs. <clears throat> um I think that Tegan Knox is going to get involved at the end um, because it's kind of – she's due to come back, and I'd like to see her cost Candice LeRae the uh, the match and work towards the feud between the two of them. Um, Gargano versus Loomis for the uh, North American title. Obviously, that's where they're leading with that. I don't need to explain that one to you. Uh, Austin Theory will be at ringside, I'm sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, fourth match of the night, I would book uh, Zia Lee versus Casey and Caden in a handicap match. Um, make it Tornado. I don't care. Zia Lee kicks their bleeps. Um, it's not going to be a squash because it is two-on-one, but it's going to end up with the two of them stacked on top of each other. And to finish off we- day one, I would go O'Reilly versus Cole in their blood feud I think this deserves the main event, but I think they're you know they don't deserve it over the NXT Championship, so that's why they're not night two in my opinion. So O'Reilly versus Cole, I think uh, Fish and Roddy will get involved. I don't know how, I don't know on what side either one will be on. I'm interested to see all that, and then for um, for night two, I would start the day off with Escobar versus Devlin, title for title, cruiserweights. You know, there's been a lot of hype now on this show about this, and there's been a lot of hype in general between the two of them in the past couple weeks. So I want to see that get get over with. I want to see Escobar win, but I probably, I think he probably will end up losing it. If uh, <laughs> this is what my gut tells me, um, match number two, I would go with the tag teams. You could go a few different ways. I I put down all six teams that I I could see getting involved. Um, it'll definitely be uh, Lorcan and Birch versus MSK because MSK never got their shot. But I'm thinking they could do a gauntlet match between all six teams. Or if you want to maybe, you know, knock off the Legato, have them come out with Santos to get them on TV and knock off uh, Killian Dane and, and Drake Maverick, you could do maybe a, uh, a four-team ladder match or maybe even a five-team if you keep Drake and Dane in there. Um a lot of stuff you can do with the tag. I'm not too sure what they're going to do yet, but uh, I expect to see MSK versus Lorcan and Birch at least. Um, 
Third match, I've got uh, Bronson Reed versus L.A. Knight. Get L.A. Knight his uh, takeover debut victory over Bronson Reed. They'll put, they'll put on a nice match, but, you know, it won't be enough for Reed to get the job done. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, fourth match of the night I got going is um, either Imperium or Chomp uh, Imperium versus Champa and Thatcher or Walter versus Tommaso Champa, depending on how quickly this feud progresses. I think the feud is ultimately ending up with Ciampa versus Walter, but I don't know if they're going to get there that quickly. If if it's Imperium versus Ciampa and Thatcher, I think Walter makes a run in uh, to, to, you know, establish his dominance. Um, fifth match, co-main event, I got EO versus Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai in tow with Raquel Gonzalez. And then rounding it all out, for the NXT title, main eventing it all will be Karrion Cross ripping that belt away from Finn Balor once and for all. You you, you, know, you get a takeover and you know you, you get five. You know sometimes six. I think maybe like once or twice you get the six uh, out of the thirty or thirty-four or whatever takeover. But now you got you, can, you got so much to play with with 11, 12 matches potentially. Oh. It is going to be so We're going to be keeping everybody up to date with that um, as we go along. See how John does with his predictions. Um, going to go right to Monday Night Raw from last night. Two matches that we want to get to real quick before we go to uh, to Fast Lane. Uh, we had two titles on the line. There we go, John DeConi. We have new tag team champions, or once again, or eleventh again. Not know, once again, eleventh again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, we had. Uh, the new day uh, toppling the hurt business. I, I didn't quite understand the reason for this. I mean, you know, they, they had a they had a, a good match. They've got a lot of uh, chemistry between the two teams, so they had a good thirteen plus minute match. It ended with uh, the daybreak, or what I refer to as the demolition coup de gras. Uh, and afterwards, you had AJ Styles interrupt come down to the ring and inform the new day that the tag titles are on his bucket list. Yeah. So he and almost, Oh, oh have a pronouncing that uh, <laughs> issued a challenge for WrestleMania. And it, it would appear that Xavier Woods spoke up and accepted. So I guess that was the point of taking the belts off the hurt business. Yeah. Yeah, so they, that, that's WrestleMania match, I believe, number four overall. We'll get to the WrestleMania card like we just with NXT. Uh, we'll get to that tour at the end of Fastlane. Uh, John Smith, uh, Riddle defended MVP's United States Championship last night as well against Mustafa Ali. Um, <laughs> Ali got rolled up by, because he was distracted by Retribution member roll-up. Like, where's the irony here? <laughs> Yeah, before the match, he he was giving them all uh, a tongue lashing, and all of a sudden you hear, literally, that's what you hear. That's the sound that Matt Riddle is making with his mouth as he scooters right through them, in between Ali and all the, the Retribution members that he's yelling at. You know, they, they had a, a decent match. It was, you know, not, not that long, and then T-Bar gets involved in the wrong way. Causes a roll up and 
I guess this is where we like we, we've got this moving forward. I think I don't think this is ending anytime soon between these two. All right. Uh, another action on Raw last night. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. They defeated Naomi and Lana in tag team action after Dana Brooke had a flipping neck breaker on Lana. Oscar came out in the middle of the match and attacked Shayna Baszler. I'm loving this. Oscar Shayna Baszler. It's like my dream women's match I've been wrestling right now for whatever reason. Like, I'm all in on this. Uh, Oscar defeated Shayna Baszler by rolling through the Caribou clutch, uh, a la Bret Hart and Steve Austin Survivor Series 97. Uh, it seemed like Baszler, this is the second or third time Baszler got pinned this way, and it's the second or third time that she didn't care because she got to hold the move on and do more damage after the match. This time, it really didn't do that much. Asuka got right up uh, to actually try to inflict more damage and do to Shayna what Shayna did to her, uh, exposing the turnbuckle, face on the turnbuckle. That was pretty tough. And then uh, Bad Bunny gave our truth the 24-7 title back. That was very nice of Bad Bunny. Not only is he a Bad Bunny, he's a nice bunny. Uh, so R-Truth got his baby back, uh, and then Damien Priest went out and made short work of Jackson Rager with Hit the Lights. Uh, post-match, Elias went to hit uh, Damien Priest. Uh, Bad Bunny uh, intercepted the guitar. Um, they got Elias out of the way, but then the Morrison caused a distraction. Miz came in, and now everyone's going to get their Miz against Priest and Bad Bunny match. I'd rather have Miz in the world title picture. On SmackDown, quick recap of SmackDown. For those of you who have not been watching, uh, you're missing out on some incredible ensembles by Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, my God. He had a Irish green plaid jacket and pants uh, with a black turtle. Like, again, Dominic Mysterio. I know you have Omas right in front of you, but please look. I know you don't like Seth Rollins, but if you want to know how to wear a turtleneck correctly, look at Seth Rollins right there. Uh, that looked absolutely incredible. Uh, throughout the quote that Cesaro was the biggest waste of potential in WWE history. And to be honest, I don't think anyone has any arguments against that because that's all people have been saying about Cesaro for the past five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Where's the ways to potential? So Cesaro's going to get his chance to shine. We'll get on that. He just went out. He defeated uh, Buddy Murphy via disqualification. Actually, you guys, Rollins jumped in mid-match uh, to beat him up. Uh, he was going to chair. He was going to chair. He put the chair around Rollins next. Going to go for the curb stop, but he was intercepted by Jamie Noble. What an interception. The guy should play defensive back in the NFL. Uh, J&J security this time working against Seth Rollins. It was unbelievable. Uh, good to see Jamie Noble on TV. Uh, and then backstage, Nakamura wasn't happy about the whole thing, so maybe look at something with Seth and Nakamura before uh, WrestleMania. Uh, Sami Zayn wants Kevin Owens to be – I'm finally – yes, get these two together. Sami Zayn wants Kevin Owens to be a part of the documentary. Owens said he'd think about it. Um, Edge was questioning Jey Uso why he was uh, wanting to get crapped on so much by his family. And then the Street Profits and the Mysterios, they defeated uh, the Dirty Dogs and the Alpha Academy – after a double 619 into a twisted bliss by Montez Ford. Super twisted bliss. So we are going to go right in the fast lane. Map in the fast lane. Who sings that song, Donna County? You're a music guy, right? Yeah, kind of. I should be, but uh, all right. Uh, great song, as we saw from uh, from Riddle. He is that's exactly what you have to be on the fast lane of WrestleMania. 
Very lightning with Queen of him. Um, here are our standings going into fast lane. I got the extra couple points from Rich Swan, so I have a minimal lead on John the Connie that I might keep after fast lane, but probably with all the points between a double light of takeover and all the mania points, it's it's still ridiculously up for grabs. John the Connie is leading the way with WWE. I'm not even close. I'm down at the bottom with Gary. Uh, Ryan Joy is now nine points behind John the Connie for the WWE Championship. Normal scoring for Fastlane, uh, five points for the Universal Title match, three for the other non uh, for the other title matches, one point for non-title matches. The kickoff matches don't count. Perfect pay-per-view. Everything correct will be worth five points. And the fun fact, actually, starting Thursday, I gotta find the graphic. Thursday um, will be the debut of WWE on the Peacock Network. So Fastlane will be the first show ever to be on. The Peacock Network, or which would now we will be affectionately uh, calling it the Cock. So uh, just real quick, uh, just to make sure everyone there's me. I actually took a picture on a nice uh, sign advertisement of the Cock, pretty big size Cock in my hands right there. Uh, wait, hold on for a second. What? Hold on, time out. Yeah, Joe, what's up? I can't use that. I can't use that name. It's offensive to roosters. Are you? Are you serious? Yeah. See the yeah. Okay. John John Smith's ruining my joke. Yeah, I'll have a talk with John Smith. Yeah, he's stealing thunder right now. He's still yeah, it's still up. The picture's still up. I mean, I'm trying to make a cocktail here with roosters, and then it's 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 John Smith is ruining. All right, gotcha. Thanks. All right, going forward to our first match, uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, they announced at the beginning of Raw last night that Bobby Lashley will be fighting Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Lashley did a promo that ended with uh, McIntyre calling him a bitch, and then Lashley jumping McIntyre. Uh, the Miz jumped McIntyre, then Sheamus jumped Lashley. All this going forward, McIntyre defeated the Miz. Bobby Lashley defeated Sheamus. Thing is, there, guys, uh, the match is going to be uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Um, and as I mentioned to Gary, I'm going to mention this uh, again later uh, in the Universal title picture. Uh, Sheamus can put a wrench into this. Now, McIntyre's got the match. That's signed. That's sealed. That delivered. Sheamus' loss last night to Lashley, I don't think hurts him that bad. But if Sheamus gets this win over the guy that's challenging, does Sheamus get into this? So, like, there's a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little bit of a wrench in the thought process. I don't want to make it just clear-cut McIntyre. Uh, so, John DeCani. Uh, can Seamus cause problems here? He absolutely can, and this it's it's driving me nuts. You know, I'm 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 looking at potential uh, world title matches at WrestleMania, and this almost never happens, even with one. Certainly not with two. But in my mind, I'm seeing a road to triple threat match for both the Universal and the WWE Championship here. Yep. So I'm, I'm taking uh, Seamus here at Fastlane. John Smith. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I gotta agree with with John and with everything Gary was saying before about um, yeah. She I think Sheamus is gonna win this match where it's like you know they both kick each other at the same time, but Sheamus falls on Drew and gets the pin or something like that. Okay. And then yeah, then Sheamus gets himself inserted in the match. I'd like to see it be a triple threat because I think that's the only way Bobby Lashley stays champion. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Drew. I, I, I think 
I don't think both title matches are going to be triple threats. I think there's a better story, which I'll explain later, uh, for that one to be. So I think uh, I was going to go Drew with the straight-up win. I don't know what you're going to do with Sheamus, though, at WrestleMania. That's going to be the interesting thing going forward, and I'll get to that in a second, too. I I keep on betting against Drew, and I always lose points, so I'm not going to, you know, might as well just uh, keep with him now. Um. Nia Jax last Friday on SmackDown took Reggie shopping to help cheer him up after he was fired by Carmella and then dumped by Sasha pretty much. Uh, But then Reggie said the famous words that Nia was hoping for. What can I do to repay you? So Reggie's hooked line and sinker on Friday night. Uh, There is a SmackDown Women's Championship match. So Nia could throw a potential wrench into WrestleMania. She will be challenging Sasha Banks. Uh, but then Sunday at Fastlane, uh, Nia will put her championships up. Nia and Shayna Baszler, they will be going a rematch from last month's the Elimination Chamber against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, who will square off at WrestleMania. So, John Smith, we'll leave it to you first on this one. What do you got? Um, title's not changing hands in that singles match, obviously. And um, I don't I don't see Sasha and Belair winning the titles, though. John Connie. Okay, uh, I'll play contrarian for a moment, and uh, I don't know why they booked it the first time, and I sure as hell don't know why they booked it the second time. If they're not going to put the titles on Sasha and Bianca and let them do the whole, you know, that's uh, done been done multiple times. But the one that always sticks out in my mind is uh, Taker and Stone Cold. You know, you're you're the you're the safest SOB in the world. As long as we're tag team champions, I'm watching your back and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, give me Sasha and Bianca here to take the tag titles. I, I you said the first time, you know, whatever. You know, I, I get it. Maybe cause a little bit of a rift for the match to set up WrestleMania. I get that. But it didn't. It didn't. And then now they're going to do it again for absolutely zero reason whatsoever. So, yes, I'm with you. I think we got to get the belts off Shayna and Nia, and I'll explain that in a second. So I'm going to go with Sasha and Bianca as well, and I have them exploding within like two weeks. Like, I don't think they're going to be walking. It's not going to be Sean, uh, but Kevin Owens. Great trivia by Kevin Owens, by the way, for acknowledging John Cena and Shawn Michaels as tag team champions fighting each other for the world title at WrestleMania 23. But uh, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be a quick turnaround. I'm going to just I'll, I'll throw Natty and Tamina out there to be the ones to do it. Uh, just because they've been the ones that are most vocal about it, but uh, we got we uh, we got to get them off Shayna and and Nia going into Mania, and they're not going to stay on Bianca. But yeah, I'm going to go with Bianca and Sasha as well. Um, Biggie came back. He came out saying he's going to go Old Testament on Apollo. Uh, he offered Apollo the shot that he was begging for. Apollo no showed it. Biggie threw out an open challenge. <laughs> Baron Corbin tried to accept, talked too much, and Sami Zayn beat him to the punch. Uh, Apollo then hit the big ending to retain the, uh, the Intercontinental title against Sami Zayn, but they uh, Apollo jumped in post-match, so we are going to get the Intercontinental Championship match uh, between Biggie and Apollo Crews and that really gorgeous Nigerian metallic green outfit. I absolutely love it. John Dakani. Oh, boy. This one's really a coin flip for me, but uh, I think with the the genesis of this new character, my, you know, I see Apollo taking it here. So we got two new champions out of John DeConi already. John Smith. Yeah, I like Apollo to take this one. I, I, I mean, uh, last week when he started 
talking with that accent, I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> I did, and this week, I, I he got me. Like I, I, it seemed like legit this week when I watched it. I don't know what was different or if like I just kept an open mind and that was all I needed to do. But he's doing real well with with what little he's done so far, and I think you know those couple of guys in camo might have something to do with the ending of the match, you know? Yeah. Uh, for those of you just throwing it out there, it's not that, you know, Apollo Cruz just isn't watching Black Panther over and over again or whatever. He actually is Nigerian. You know, whether he's royalty or not, I, I doubt it. I have no idea. That I can't. But he actually is from Nigeria. His name is 100 I can't even pronounce his name. It's 100%. Oahu, right, or something like that? <laughs> his last name, Uha, or something. So, uh, it's not, yeah, it's not too far fetched that he's playing this character. So uh, I'm sure his parents have that accent, is where he got it from. Um, where am I? Uh, Brunch, Strowman, and Shane McMahon. So <laughs> Shane, Shane's getting me. I'm, I'm actually happy Shane's back doing this. He's such a prick. Uh, Shane, Braun called out Shane McMahon and challenged him to a match, and Shane accepted it. Uh, the match never got started. Hopscotch was involved. Uh, they started chasing him around. Uh, Shane hit the elbow drop to the table. And then in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day, he slimed Braun Strowman with green slime. Uh, so they're actually going to have a match. They're doing this at Fastlane. I kind of pegged it for Mania. Uh, John DeConi, uh, I think, I don't know if I remember if I liked last time. John DeConi, uh what are we doing here? Uh, I'm going to go with Strowman, uh, whether or not he actually gets time to beat the hell out of Shane and it's just a proper, I'm the giant, you're the guy who's not even a full-time wrestler. Or maybe Shane, as we've all been talking about, whether it be on the show or in pre-production, uh, someone comes out, be it Dabakato or someone like that, uh, and that causes the disqualification that gives the, the uh, victory to Strowman. Uh, I assume Strowman's going to at least get a, a small bit of revenge here, whether it goes for you know goes forward with him versus Shane or him versus someone else. Yeah, Shane told Braun Strowman um, after he was done embarrassing him and everything, John Smith. He told him to never challenge him again. Uh, so I'm assuming Strowman's just going to listen to him, right? Strowman's going to lay down here. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. I mean I got I got Shane winning this one probably by most definitely by interference or some sort of. You know, heel tactic because yep. this is going on to WrestleMania where Strowman beats him. Shane's gonna outsmart him on this one. That, 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 if that's the game, that that's the game they're playing right now, then Shane's gonna outsmart him. If Dabakato is the answer, John the I love that theory. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna run with you on that one, Dabakato. If it turns out to be Braun and Dabakato, uh, and and Shane, maybe maybe it's a two on one. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Um. But yeah, Shane's Shane's gonna get the the, the win here. Uh, last night, Alexa Bliss told Randy that I guess if she could he could punt her out of existence on Sunday, uh, he could take her out, uh, whatever. Randy, uh, all about it. He's like, that's exactly what I want to do. Uh, of course, I know most of us would like to take Alexa Bliss out, but uh, that's irrelevant. Uh, but they're going to have, I guess, a match. It, it is an official match. Uh, they said it on air or when they interviewed Randy Orton. Alexa Bliss challenged you for a match. It is on WWE.com as a match. So Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton in a match you never thought you'd ever have to pick, John Smith. Who does, not, Alexa and Randy? does not compute. Yep. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, I, I think a no contest is just as likely as either one of them winning. Like, how does she pin him? I don't, I don't know how she wins. I don't get it. I, maybe the fiend. Who knows? Uh, I'm gonna go with Alexa. I'm, I'm taking Alexa to win this match. I don't know how, but I'm taking her. Yeah, it's the, the, the you feel like the, this is where the fiend comes back, and now we're on to whatever they're gonna do at WrestleMania, John the Connie. So I before I, I I'm gonna throw out those dreaded two words, and I'm scared as hell about it. But you can go first. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not even realize that this this was booked. I thought this was gonna be some kind of goofy segment, but yeah, uh, yeah, I guess give me Alexa because if he's not gonna return here. When the hell is he going to return? So yeah, I guess he he shows up. Whether he scares uh, Randy into passing out and Alexa you know, <clears throat> just kind of rolls onto him, or actually hits him with something, whatever the case may be, there's no point. In, like I don't think there's any point in having this just to let Randy beat Alexa. No, yeah, it's either Alexa wins or like I said the dreaded tour. I, I got to go no contest. It's just I get the feeling that it's just going to like. The lights will go off. The lights will come up, and then you'll know, you'll know, Randy be laying in the ring. They'll be laughing. The lights will go off, and the lights will come back on. They'll be gone, and that's the end of the match. Like there was no ending. There's not going to be an ending. So it's I just I, this has got the no contest. So, um, and then uh, <laughs> in the main, what uh, will most likely be the actually you know what Randy and Alexa could be the main event because like, it seems like the Fiend always main events whenever he's on. But um, in the Universal Title <laughs> Title match, the contract signing. Uh, Daniel Bryan signed the Roman. Nah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Not feeling this. Genius. But Daniel Bryan hit him on account. Daniel Bryan did the one thing that Roman couldn't do. He made Jay Uso quit. Jay Uso lost the I Quit match because Roman was beating up Jimmy when Jimmy was injured. That's the only reason why he didn't physically make Jay quit, which Daniel Bryan did in the cage. So that got to Roman. Kudos for that. You know, circling back to that. Which of course always circles back to Wrestle House, John the Connie. Uh, uh, they're in the midst of this. Jay Uso said he wants to be the special enforcer. Uh, Edge said they should have a match for it, so that's going to be this Friday on SmackDown. The winner is going to be the special enforcer, um, all, uh, aka Muhammad Ali, aka Mike Tyson, I guess versions um, of the Universal Championship match between uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Again, this is not the first time. They have uh, battled that fast lane. I believe it was 2015 after the Royal Rumble where the absolute wrestling world um, went into a tiddy, I guess, when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan did not. Uh, they had a match of fast lane. Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan to solidify uh, to go on to challenge Brock Lesnar and then lose to Seth Rollins, if that makes any sense. So, again, I ask you, uh, we're right back here again. Is Daniel Bryan like there's there's wrenches to be thrown here and Heyman threw out a pretty heavy one Saturday morning on Talking Smack, John Smith. Um, I did not hear about what he said on Saturday morning. He alluded to Jimmy being healthy. Oh, okay. There's um, more than one Uso, I believe it was something like along those lines. I got you. Yeah, no, I um, Edge wins that special enforcer match, I think, and then that title's not coming off Roman. I, I, I don't know it's, if it's DQ and with a win for Daniel Bryan or not, but I, I got to pick Roman. 
Uh, John DeConi, who do you got? Once again, this is one that is driving me insane because I, I see Daniel Bryan shoehorning his way into this match at Mania. But does he do it because of, like John just said, a DQ that gives him technically a victory over the Universal Champion? Or is it because Usos get involved and it's a screw job? And even though Roman, Roman wins, Daniel Bryan then goes and makes his, uh, you know, his case to Postman Pierce and he gets put in. Yeah, I, I'm going to go safe bet and say Roman wins by some kind of skullduggery. Uh, but I, I see Daniel Bryan finding his way into that uh, mania match. Yeah, and that's the problem. I don't think there's a shot in hell Daniel Bryan wins this match. I think no. the way he gets into WrestleMania is either, you know, Edge is going to be the special enforcer. Jay comes out. They Edge gets rid of him. They battle back. And then Jimmy comes out and costs him. So there's chicanery that way where Daniel Bryan has a case. Or if there is no Jimmy and Heyman was just, you know, throwing bleep at us, Jay will... You know, come out, Edge will get rid of Jay, turn around, accidentally hit Daniel Bryan. So Edge costs Daniel Bryan the match, and therefore that's his case. So he's got two ways in, and I think that's the way it's going to be. I think I really hope it would be a triple threat. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I like that triple threat more than I like uh, the Lashley McIntyre Sheamus, although that would be a hard-hitting triple threat. Um, I was going to go over my WrestleMania probabilities. I'm not going to do so because we're running out of time. Here's what's booked so far. Like I said, we got the two title matches, and I have Sheamus and Daniel Bryan in parentheses. Uh, the New Day were challenged by Styles and Omas, and then Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, going forward with my WrestleMania Top 30 countdown, we are at number five. John Smith this morning on your WrestleMania 18. It was not Trish, Lita, and Jazz. It was actually Victoria, Trish, and Jazz from 19. That was in my Top 30, so... No, not the Lita match from 18. That was the uh, bathroom break in between the two main events. Uh, here's a quick rundown. Uh, at Hogan Warrior, the ultimate challenge, which I'm talking about tomorrow morning on the uh, Daily Wrestling News Show when I cover WrestleMania 6. Austin Rock 3 from WrestleMania 19. Uh, the triple threat that Travis will be talking about uh, tomorrow. I'm sorry, Thursday uh, from WrestleMania 24. 24. Ric Flair and uh, Randy Savage, that came in number seven, the WWE Championship match. And then the handicap match between Foley and Rock versus Evolution from WrestleMania 20. Um, this was a trivia question. I believe John Connie, you had it last week with WrestleMania 8. Uh, this match was absolutely incredible. The Intercontinental Championship, getting Roddy Piper and Bret Hart. You don't, you didn't get a lot of face versus face back then. You know, Hogan Warrior was probably the first time I remember one. Um, I know Bret and Bulldog, but that was even after this. Now, the whole story, Bret Hart got sick before the 1992 Royal Rumble. It was actually like two days before. Um, he had to drop the title in, a, in somewhere to the Mountie. And we, we turn on the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden, the Mountie has the Intercontinental Championship, and he's fighting Piper. I'm like, what the hell just happened? So there was no internet. There was nothing. We, we didn't even know Bret dropped the title. So Piper beat the Mountie. The Mountie was a two-day champion. Um, and Brett was owed his rematch. So uh, they did it at WrestleMania. And I didn't know this until one night at John Smith's house when I was, you know, rummaging through uh, his, actually his WrestleMania 18 magazine. There was a trivia question in there. Who was the first person to pin ever to pin Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 8? And I, I, he went how many years? And Brett, 
Bret Hart was the first person to ever pin Roddy Piper. Not Hogan, not Andre, not Orndorff, not any of the biggest names in the history of this company. Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8 was the first one to ever do it, and that was the only goal that, that Roddy Piper had. Um, absolutely incredible match. Absolutely incredible show. I have to get on to the giveaway and the announcements. We are running severely late all of a sudden. This is my fault. Uh, the giveaway, we are done. The Jimmy Amel Nightheart autographed 8x11 photo uh, is going to Tempe Smith. Uh, if you are watching this, Tempe, we will try to – I know you are on the minutes to bell time um, conversation threads. I'm sure someone will get in touch with you if you do not get in touch with us soon to let you know that you are the winner, and we will uh, get the Jimmy Anvil Neidhart autograph picture to you. Um, we will be going – we will uh, probably in a couple weeks, maybe after WrestleMania when things die down, we will start another giveaway, have a couple other autographs, uh, pictures that we can give away for fun uh, once we get the right amount of subscribers. Uh, the primetime rundown – uh, powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob Luca is now airing at 6 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the world of sports right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. The Daily Wrestling News Show, even though Ryan is on vacation this week, we, uh, we're having WrestleMania week in his absence uh, we taped a whole bunch of episodes. I believe John DeCani was up first on Monday with WrestleMania 4. John Smith was today with WrestleMania 18. I'm up tomorrow with WrestleMania 6. Travis has WrestleMania 24 on Thursday. And then I'm back for uh, a Friday episode that is just too big for just one episode as I run down WrestleMania 36. And it's uh, they're a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing them. And it shows... Um, these are absolutely great. So make sure you tune in to the Daily Wrestling News Show with WrestleMania Week, uh, 10 a.m. all week long on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. And make sure you, once again, you just sign up to Ryan's Body Slam Brigade, 4,000 subscribers. Uh, he can't be writing anything too bad, right? It's a great toilet read, I always say. Uh, every Thursday, <coughs> every Thursday, uh, I have wrote a series of articles, uh, the World Cup of Wrestling. Uh, this was this last Thursday's article. It was uh, International by the Decades article. Uh, it was the last uh, first-round matchup in the tournament. Uh, so Andre the Giant teamed up with the Iron Sheik. Uh, and I believe, I can't remember the other one. I can't remember who the other ones were on his team. I don't know why I'm bricking on this. But um, we are starting. This was the last match of the first round. Like I said, next Thursday is the United States uh, bracket final with the four teams from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Uh, they will all compete against each other. So make sure you stay tuned for that and go to the Eastern Observer to check out all of the past articles so you're all caught up. Uh, do the Black Cats NYC. Make sure you get their new album, Free Cake, uh, on all of these music providers. Uh, this one's for the ladies, the magnetic lashes that my wife is selling. They are absolutely, she is absolutely killing it right now with the sales. Uh, you put on a magnetic eyeliner. Uh, there's 10 tiny magnets in these lashes, and it's just easy as liner, lash, boom. Make sure, as always, go to ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Uh, get your picks in against us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool for Fastlane. And uh, the new season starts up after WrestleMania, so... Um, 
please make sure uh, that you get the you learn the platform. It's a great time to do that to make sure you can get a, a head start on next season. And then uh, this is the announcement <laughs> I've been uh, kind of waiting to do here. So. Come on, why is it not playing? The WrestleMania special is on Saturday, April 10th at 3 p.m. John DeConi, John Smith, Gary Mehaffey, Tyler Adele. We will be going through every match, making our picks. We are excited. It's been a long time coming. We've counted down uh, 30 weeks. For my top 30 WrestleMania countdown, we are almost there. We are five weeks away. Uh, please make sure you join us next week for the Essential Wrestling Podcast, 6 o'clock on all the Eastern Observer platforms. TV Knox, John Smith's calling you out at TakeOver. We'd love to see you give Candice what she deserves. Alexa Bliss, good luck this Sunday against Randy. Please be careful. For John DeConi, for John Smith, this is Al Carl. Thank you so much for joining us. John DeConi, take it home. You have five seconds. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Cutting it close. Oh, I forgot one last picture. Hold on. There we go. There's Stone Cold.